0: Previously on No Reserves Radius. Oh my God, Angelo! Come on, <laughs> have, have some self-respect. The Eagles can't hurt you if you don't if you don't constantly pander to them. Here's how. Here's the biggest indictment of, of Dame that I can say. Dame has been so like off this year that Ren went on live air and said Jalen Brunson deserved an All Star start over him.
1: You are now Angelo DiDolulo. <laughs> Do you think it is possible? <laughs> That the management of the Memphis Grizzlies are just buying in to the reckless youth movement, and they got rid of the one person in the locker room that probably was telling John to knock it off. because um, he's taken advantage of me multiple times when I was younger. That sounded bad. Holy <laughs> shit! Yeah, I think I think that's true. I think you're correct in that assessment. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to No Reserves Radio. I'm your host, Ren. Angelo is with me, as always. Um, Austin update. Austin update. We need like a drum roll here. Austin update. Well, he'll be here next week. You made him put it in... Didn't you say that? Did you... you, In the group chat, I thought you made him put next week in his freaking calendars. Oh, no. I didn't just make him put next week in
0: his calendar. I made him put every week until... What was it, March 28th in his calendar? Yeah,
1: so, yeah, Austin update. Austin's still alive. It's pinned. It's pinned. Um, so, before we get into it, tonight, a uh, pretty decently sized episode. If you haven't tuned in yet, Angelo and Alex had a uh, guest, forensics, I believe is his name, over on the football episode on Thursday. Give that a listen. Um... If you that haven't already, enough, I guess you, you, you probably it's got to be close. I am bad with names. Um Give it a listen. If you're a devout listener of no reserves, you probably already have. But if you haven't, go check it out. Uh Very, very fun guest from what I've heard.
2: You've heard things from you to me. Jesus Christ.
1: I don't tell you things. Who told you that? Okay, this is how this episode's gonna go. Um, So the NBA trade deadline, full disclosure, we're recording this on Thursday. Um, So the trade deadline just closed a couple hours ago, so we're gonna go into that. But before we do, I want to talk about a player that's very near and dear to our hearts here on No Reserves. Jordan oh, no. Poole. Jordan Pool, did uh, you watch last night's game?
0: No, I did not watch last night's game.
1: The pool is closed. There is no splash. The pool is done. We are, we are draining the pool. We're turning it into a skate park. Okay? No. The pool still open. No, the pool the pool has been closed. Only people like you. 22 minutes this man played 22 minutes he had five assists right that's pretty solid 22 minutes five assists a steal and two rebounds you know 22 minutes that's that's good right he had zero points and got fouled out of the game and booed off of his own home floor now spoiler alert the trade deadline has come and gone is Jordan Poole still on the Wizards? Jordan Poole is still on the Washington Wizards. His home fans booed him off the floor last night. And they were unable to find a trade partner or they think that they've got something here.
2: Poole is under contract
1: for the next three years at $96 million. He fouled out with zero points in 26 minutes and you're going to say the pool is still open? We'll still open. Like I said last week, every single time you tune into a Washington Wizards game, there is a chance you are going to see something you have never seen before from this man. What, like, w- play devil's advocate for me, Angelo? Tell me what I'm missing. What is it that you are seeing from this man to warrant? I mean, bad games happen.
0: Bad games definitely
1: happen It's a lot of bad games Jordan Poole is a significant part Of this historically bad season
0: Yeah I think maybe Jordan Poole Needs a little bit More around him Like it definitely worked In Golden State When there were also other weapons To
1: distract There was a lot of weapons to distract
0: Yep and in Washington, that's not so much the case. You could, I guess you could argue Kyle Kuzma, but I don't know.
1: So, what you're saying is Jordan Poole is going to be good as long as he's not one of the most important players on the team. So, the when, looks you, of it, yeah. when you can hide him on a second unit and you're comfortable paying this man $96 million I not say hide years. him on a
0: second unit, but like, I mean, so far he's not shown any glimpses that he could be the main scorer on a winning basketball team
2: <laughs> no shit what um, you want me to say i don't know i died I'd more... what
1: do you want me to say it's atrocious i don't even think kendrick perkins could get everyone to vote for that man um and kendrick perkins just caught stray. Speaking of Eastern Conference teams that y- you go to bat for, the Detroit Pistons. Lord. Arguably one of the worst teams in NBA history, correct? So tell right me now, why. Yeah. So tell me why when Cade Cunningham goes down with injury, right? And get. You're get really all- going to blame Cade for this? Since Cade has been down, Jaden Ivey has been. Immaculate on the court, first off. They're four and six without Cade. Over the last like 20 something games, Jaden Ivy's averaging like 25 and five with 45, 40 shooting splits. I'm just saying, if I were building this team, I would be building around Jaden Ivy. The team seems to win more when Jaden Ivey's there, when he's the sole ball. Because Jaden Ivey's not a player that plays great with the ball out of his hands. Um, But as the primary ball handler, scorer, it seems like it's worked a little bit better for the Detroit Pistons. And I'm not saying Cade Cunningham is terrible. I think he's part of a solution, not a problem. Um, I just think there's something to be said for the fact that when he went out, suddenly the Pistons were playing something that's not entirely unlike winning basketball. I'm just saying, we have to at least entertain the possibility that the team, as it's constructed, because if you watch Pistons basketball, and I I commend you if you do, because it is hard. I do it sometimes, and it's very hard to make it through some of those games. The pace... Hmm. He'd been out the last how many games? Uh, I think it's... Well, he hasn't been out... Straight games.
2: But he's been out for... Ten games this season.
1: Right? Yeah, that's... Yeah. I don't know how many he's been out straight. But when you watch the Pistons play... It's like you've got two different teams playing. You've got Cade Cunningham and then the rest of the Detroit Pistons. The pace they're playing at, it's not syncing up. And if you're going to build around Cade, that's that's fine. Cade is an excellent basketball player and I have no problem with that. I'm just saying the way the roster is constructed, if you're playing the rest of the team, it kind of looks better when Cade's not there. Not because Cade's a problem as a basketball player, he just doesn't really fit too well. With the way the rest of the roster is constructed. And I think that's showing. Because again. They're kind of playing winning basketball. when he's not there.
2: I
0: think you're overreacting. To an extremely
2: small sample size. I mean but. (laughs) You don't think there's something to be said. For the fact that. Because what is the Pistons record
1: right now? I should have had this pulled up, but I didn't think we'd actually get into this. So the Pistons are currently 7-43. and 43. Of those seven wins, four of them have been when Kate is injured. Now you can say it's a small sample size, and I, I won't really argue that, but of the wins, that's a pretty large sample size. am I wrong and just based on the eye test again it's painful to watch Detroit Pistons basketball right now and it's more painful even for me because I'm a Pacers fan but the team does does what
0: how does I'm a Pacers fan translate to Detroit Pistons Bad equals bad for me. Homie, are because you have to watch them four times a year? Like,
1: what? No, I watch them multiple times a year. I, I watch a lot of basketball. Why? Because what happened, um, November 19th, 2004, at the
2: Palace in Auburn Hills, Michigan.
0: I think we I think we care a little bit too much about things that happened 20 years ago. So, I I don't
1: I don't disagree. <laughs> but you have to remember that that year the Pacers were pretty much a lock to at least make the NBA finals. Ron Artest was legitimately an MVP candidate. Uh Jermaine O'Neal, fantastic, Stephen Jackson, Al Harrington. Jamal Tinsley. It was a well-constructed roster. And then, oh yeah, you had this guy named Reggie Miller who was at the end of his career but was still scoring lights out. And the entire season was thrown away because some dipshit at the Palace decided to throw a beer. Not defending what Stephen Jackson, Ron Artest, did. I'm just saying, like, there's some bad blood between our teams. And I think there always will be And I think that's sports, that's passion, that's fair. You're telling me that you don't, like, at all, in whether it's the Rangers, the Cavs, the Bengals? You're a Bengals fan, right?
3: Yeah.
1: Any of those teams, nothing in their history, like, you still, like, think about, or, like, it's not important to you at all? So, like, five years... Five just years the, from now, you're
2: not going to care about the Rangers World Series win. Yeah, but
0: they won. And but I, I, guess, argument, I guess it's just it's a different feeling because the example I was going to give was the 2011 Rangers World Series collapse. But that that's again in the World Series, you can say but, we were a lock for the finals, but it I doesn't
3: make
1: i because if you go back to 2004 NBA betting odds I want to look and I don't know but that's just that's just I don't know so the pacers the, had the third best odds
0: the close that doesn't mean anything the closest the, example it, it I guess the the I first, would have
1: it was the top team in the eastern conference I'm saying that the, it was very likely just based on the personnel because, again, Ron Artest was a Defensive Player of the Year candidate, an MVP candidate, Jermaine O'Neal. We know what he became. And but the entire season was scrapped I think, because of I think the, the
0: way you phrased the question was bad. It's not like what happened. It's like, do I... Like Carson Palmer getting hurt in the Bengals' first playoff game in two decades. Does that haunt me? No, it doesn't. No,
1: but that's right. that's that that's an injury. Injuries. I'm, I'm trying to think of anything but, that's happened to that's any of my is, majors. There's nothing to compare this to, right? Yeah. Like, this well, wasn't the, a team performance. This wasn't a team getting beat by another team. This was the actions of fans impacting an entire season. Well, one fan. Mm-hmm. So like. Wasn't there a situation, I'm not, I don't follow baseball as much, wasn't there a situation a while ago where a fan caught a home run or a ball that was in play? Cubs 19-something, yeah. So do do fans not talk about that still?
0: They talk about it in the sense that they never had an opportunity
1: since then. Right, so that's kind of similar the Pacers had an opportunity it's just LeBron James happened um but I, I right so then what you're saying okay so then what, what we're co-
0: the conclusion we're coming to is trauma matters up until you make it to a finals or you win a championship no, then no, none no, no, of no. it matters
1: I I still think because like there was a whole documentary on the palace I think that there's always gonna be a bit of bad blood between Pacer fans and Pistons fans. And I think if you ask if you were to ask any random Pacers or any any random Pistons fan, they're gonna say there's bad blood because of that. Like there's on court rivalries like the Pacers and the Knicks, but that doesn't impact the same way or Pacers Heat. Like some of my favorite memories of being a Pacers fan. Was losing to the Heat in the Eastern Conference Finals because, like, there's some amazing moments from those Eastern Conference Finals. The dueling dunks where Paul George went and dunked it, LeBron went and dunked it, and then they dapped up at half court. Like, it was fun. I have that on court rivalry. Like, I get that, but I still can respect those teams. It's really hard to be one of those teams. And have something like that happen because that's how many events like that have happened in sports.
0: So let me ask you this because they're there because I had to think and the first example I I had was baseball. Mm-hmm. Would you rather have. Well, Malice in the Palace, would you rather have that? Or would you rather have what happened to the Houston Astros in 2016?
1: Explain what happened to the Houston Astros in 2016.
0: This is going to be the funniest, stupidest thing you've ever heard. Are you ready? Yeah, go for it. So a big part of baseball is figuring out what the pitcher is throwing. You can do this.
1: It's the sign stealing. The sign stealing. Yes. So what, what were the repercussions of that?
0: they basically got that championship like invalidated draft picks taken away and a huge finding quite honestly like I, I there I, it's not just me there are multiple fans who just say fuck the Astros across
1: basically all of no I, I I've i seen baseball they are basically MLB's like villains no I, I I because there's that arcade baseball game that we've been talking about in the group chat on and off for a couple weeks now um, where one of the traits is sign stealer and the picture is a trash can. Like I I, I get that. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think I would rather still have that because at least that you, you know, as a fan, eventually that ownership staff, that management staff is going to go away, right? There's nothing as a Pacer fan, right? So if you were to put the Pacer Mount Rushmore, right? Reggie Miller's the first face, right? That was Reggie's last chance to win a ring. And that's like, we're never going to get that. He is never going to get a ring with the Pacers organization unless he comes as a coach. Um. So to have that last game as a
0: coach, the Pacers aren't winning any rings. So we'll
1: see. (laughs) To have that stripped away, and it to be because of a fan who thinks like he has a lifetime ban from like the Pistons. They banned him from ever coming back to a game, Um, and just all the other fiascos that came with that. And I was young. I don't remember it as clearly as i probably should and my main memories of it are the documentary that came out two summers ago um so now here's a question because we
0: got to talk about the guy catching the like robbing the home run for the cubs world series so maybe not in ohio but i do know like in chicago and especially die hard Cubs fans, that guy's name is like an inside joke to them at this point. How would you feel if you were an ancestor of that guy?
2: Um, it depends on how much I care about baseball. Really? Yeah. <laughs> Just because it's, um, So, anyway, we were talking about Cade Cunningham. <laughs> yeah. Right.
0: So, um, there was a discussion on the football episode with Forensic that I actually, and this is the reason I asked if you watch the episode. There is a topic I did want to broach, and Cade Cunningham kind of is a good segue, kind of isn't. So, the topic of what a game manager quarterback is came up. Mm-hmm. And I asked both Alex and Forensic to define what they think a game manager is. And it turned into a topic because I'm good at derailing segments. Yeah. Of me basically saying that I think the way NFL players are viewed is more or less in the hands of the media and content creators like ourselves. Do you agree or disagree with that se- sentiment? And who are some players in the NBA that you feel like either get too much credit or not enough credit? So, like, the example we used was Justin Herbert or Lamar Jackson. Which one would you rather have, gut reaction?
1: Uh, Lamar Jackson, but I don't really follow. That's fair. Um, but I know that name because you have the MVP.
0: Yes. I, I know the superstars in the NFL. So me Alex and Forensic listed the top 3 quarterbacks and we never even considered Lamar and that that was kind of the just the position of the whole point. So what players do you think like get unfairly rated high? Like obviously I think we can safely say Jokic and Giannis deserve to be in the top conversation. But who's yeah. a player that you think is in that top conversation that you think hasn't earned it and it's more that people are talking this player up, and so it's like, oh yeah, this player's a top so even is though it, is
1: it is it fair to say it's they haven't earned it or is it they earned it in the past but they're not living up to that standard anymore? It could be either rest. or so I think that has to be Damian Lillard. <laughs> I, I think Damian Lillard's been much better lately, but this isn't the same Dame that we're used to. Gotcha. Um, and for him to make the all-star game over players like De'Aaron Fox or you're gonna hate me for saying it, Trey Young. It's it's kind of ridiculous at this point because he made it based on his name. Um, besides that, Zach Levine is probably the best empty point scorer in the NBA. Um do I think he'd be an amazing second, maybe third star? Yeah. Is he gonna lead a team? No. I think we're seeing that now. Um.
2: Honestly, I think Dylan Brooks is a little overrated,
1: and that's weird to mention him and the rest of it. But people act like he's this all-time great defensive stopper, and I, I just I don't see it. I see a past an Ardent.
0: I have a crazy take. Go for it.
1: Where would you put Jason Tatum? Where would I put Jason Tatum? So that's a loaded question. Exactly. That's a loaded question. <laughs> I mean, Talent-wise, Jason Tatum is up there absolutely for
2: sure. Tatum
1: also has collapsed in the playoffs a few times hundred percent, I don't think he's overrated i just I Either. think he's gonna get there. I think that he has Either. too much talent. You mm-hmm. think he's overrated? Yes, I mean the dude's only twenty five it It's not explain why you think he's underrated or overrated
0: because call oh, this is gonna be spicy. I Mm -hmm. think in terms of like Giannis or Jokic, he's not even close, quite honestly, because if you transport Giannis or Jokic to those stacked Celtics teams, they have more than one Finals birth and
1: one Finals loss. So let's let's do a quick. This is gonna be real quick. I don't want you to think. I want you just to react, okay? Okay. So, best
2: player in the NBA right now, Jokic. Second. Giannis. Third. Luca, Fourth. Jesus Embiid. Fifth. Mm. So that's really li- hard.
1: This is what I'm saying. So once you get to the point that it's really hard to discuss it, because I'll say, go ahead and not rank them five through ten.
0: oh you could then you could bring up Chey. you could bring up Tatum you could bring up
1: so you you do have Tatum in that top 10 potentially oh yeah pro- no no not potentially yeah probably so that's what i'm saying like i don't unless you're saying he's a top 5 player in the nba which i don't think many people are i, I think, think there's flashes. i think there's flashes where he is i think when jason tatum is on jason tatum is a top 5 player in the nba hmm. but I have a hard time saying, like, you're basically arguing semantics if you're like, oh, he's not top five, he's number six. Like I guess that's fair. He's in the top that's ten, fair. so I don't think he's overrated. I think he is fairly rated, but he does get pushed into that top five when he mm-hmm. plays well, as he should. Like, when he's playing as a top five player in the NBA, he's a top five player in the NBA. There are nights Jason Tatum is probably the best player in the NBA. Um, mm, I don't know. There are nights. There are nights. Um, like Just last week or two weeks ago, whenever it was, he dropped 40. And I think that was the leading scorer for the night. That That's the best player in the NBA. Because um, he still put up good defensive stats, too. Hmm. Outside of that, because you would obviously say Trey Young is overrated, I think.
0: Yeah, no, hundred percent. Which
1: I agree with. I think he is overrated. I just think you underrate him. I think there's a healthy medium between best point guard in the NBA, which he's not, and you thinking he's the worst point guard in the NBA. There's a middle ground there. That's the truth. I think he's one of the best point guards in the NBA, just based on offense. Um. So I I think he actually gets both sides of the spectrum where he's criminally overrated and criminally underrated. Because people just don't like Trey for some reason, even though he's good. Um, I'm not going to say the ones you expect me to say, like Jimmy Butler, Kawhi, or Chris Paul, because I don't necessarily think they're overrated. I just think... I don't like them for different reasons. Well, no, I think Jimmy Butler gets overrated a bit. But Kawhi There's might... There's
0: this being circulating around of the Jimmy Butler cycle, which is, like, come into the NBA season, doing something crazy, have a pedestrian start, kick it up during the end, and he's the second coming of NJ by the playoffs. So... That's just the Jimmy Butler cycle. That that's how it rotates. And honestly, quite and honest quite honestly, I think Jimmy Butler is a good example of content creators in the media kind of control the
2: narrative. What do you mean? I mean gimme Jimmy Butler news.
0: There isn't any. Exactly come playoffs time, do you think there'll be plenty of people to... They will have dedicated segments to Jimmy Butler. That's the thing. Jimmy Butler isn't quite LeBron where, like, you have to have him on a weekly segment to make your show interesting. But come playoff times, he becomes that. And but, so, we yeah, get I this, like, it's... saturation of Jimmy Butler, Jimmy Butler, Jimmy Butler, and then it just... And then It's just crickets. But, like...
1: Everyone says, oh, he's the second coming of MJ in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Like, as someone, I'm, I'm talking to you, who thinks rings are the most important thing ever and nothing else mm-hmm. matters and who cares about performance. Jimmy Butler hasn't won anything. Exactly. That's why he's a perfect example
0: of my synopsis. But you're guilty of that more than anyone I know. I don't know about more. I'm sure more than Kendrick- anyone
1: I know. Okay, you, you know. know. I lost you, Perkins has a, has a few things to say. Yeah. Come playoff time, once LeBron's out, you are the top-tier Jimmy Stan. Your name in the group chat was Jimmy Stan forever. Yeah. You wanted to get a shirt that said Hemi Butler. I'm, I'm still going to get that shirt eventually. But, it, like, his stat, that's the thing. He's had two good playoff runs. Two. He has been in the league for a decade. 100%. Why are we acting like it's normal? He had two good Because everyone does it, Ren. That was my whole point. Because everyone does it. Because
0: we talk about him like he's the second coming of MJ. So then, if if this show is all you know, you might have a more balanced opinion. But if you're watching ESPN during the playoffs while Jimmy Butler's playing... You might think he's as good as LeBron if that's all you watch. And that's what happens. Then that person talks to another person, and that person talks to another person, and now suddenly Jimmy Butler is a top-ten player in the NBA.
1: And that's how that happens. Here's an interesting thing that I just looked at. So when I say last, like, just because of how my stupid brain works, um, when I say last year, I'm referring to 2021-2022 and this year 2022 2023 because these playoffs haven't happened and I'm looking at stats and it's this year and last year. Bear with me.
0: Uh-huh.
1: So, last year, 2021 2022, in the playoffs Jimmy Butler had 27.4 points per game. Uh, right. 7 rebounds, 5 assists. You're... No, no, no. bear with me. Bear with me. Bear with me. Okay, okay. Right.
0: Bear with you, but I'm I'm telling you you're just going to prove my point.
1: going. No, no. This this is nothing to do with that point. This is just an interesting observation. This year, points, same rebounds, more assists, same steals, same blocks, same turnovers, same personal fouls. Better shooting percentage this year. Well, no, worse from the field, better from three.
2: PER last year. Hold on, I just lost it. There it is. PER last year. Where did
1: it go? Where did it go? Where did it go? Go 29.9 PER this year 24.0 A significantly better Advanced metric season Eerily similar Regular metric season
2: So Jimmy Butler was worse
1: this year Than last year and yes. we still were acting like he was the second coming of MJ because Max Struce bailed him out.
2: That's the long of a short know. of it. Yeah. Um,
1: that's a good derailment. That was a fun one. Um, that was. But no, I, I think the media does have a tendency to cause players to be more relevant than they are. A, a good example would be Patrick Beverly. <laughs> Patrick Beverly has not been a great basketball player for a long time. And we still care about his opinions when he goes on podcasts because he's real and honest and isn't afraid to speak his mind. And it's like, he still sucks compared to the rest of the NBA. Um, I think role players tend to actually get overrated more than star players in the nba that's probably completely different in the nfl but i think that would pair with the fact that there's just so many people in the nfl whereas in the nba everyone generally agrees on who the top players are it's those role players that tend to get over or underrated would that be a fair assessment
0: i think that's a fair assessment yeah it's And I, quite honestly, if you're, if you have time to like invest and research all the advanced statistics on each of these players, sure, I'm sure you could come up with a fairly accurate tier list, but to someone just watching, I don't know, I, I, I could see why it would be hard to rank like Max Struess and, I don't know, Gabe Vincent. Like separating them by tiers, how many tiers apart are they? Like,
1: I could see how that could be difficult, right? Because like with so with a like star player, right? So when you tune in to the Miami Heat every night, you're tuning in to watch Jimmy Butler, right? If you're just a casual fan, that's the name Jimmy or Bam, Jimmy Bam, Tyler Hero, Tyler Hero, maybe Kyle Lowry because he's been around forever. He's traded, but yeah, yeah. But I'm talking about like last season.
0: Oh, okay, okay.
1: Yeah. Gabe Vincent, Max Druse, um, Caleb Martin, those aren't household names. Those are not names you hear every night. But you turn into the playoffs and suddenly Gabe Vincent has 30. Well, shit, he's, he's, he's amazing. One of the best to ever wear the Heat uniform. Because you don't have that sense of, well, two weeks ago in Memphis on the road, during the regular season, he went one for 19 and had three turnovers. Right. Like you, you don't have that microscope on them. You only have what have you done for me lately? Because if yeah. Gabe Vincent has that amazing game and then the next game he does awful, you're forgetting that game because Gabe Vincent dropped 32 nights ago. I'll
0: take this even I'll take this one step further since you wanted to talk about the Miami Heat run. Gabe Vincent could have averaged two points a game in the regular season. He's still gonna be viewed higher because of that playoff run. Oh, for He's sure. And
1: I I think he got paid for it. <laughs> yep. And I I don't like again, executives in the NBA are paid what they're paid for a reason. I'm not questioning them. I'm just saying, like, from a fan point of view, it was a flash in the pan.
0: Yeah.
1: And I refuse to accept it as a current reality.
0: Max It um, was the best contract out of all those. That's oh, nice. for, sure. for sure.
1: For um, sure. Where did Caleb Martin go? Where did Caleb Martin
0: I'm pretty sure he's still in
2: Miami. I think, yeah, he's still in Miami. Uh, uh,
0: his nickname is The Difference. That's, that's
1: probably a nickname that resonates with uh, Ren. He's averaging 10 points per game. Mm-hmm. On 45 On 75 shooting. All right. Um, do you want to talk about the trade deadline? <laughs> yeah, let's go. Okay, that was a fun little segue. So, the trade deadline came and passed. Um, we're releasing this episode on Sunday, so four days wait, Friday, Saturday, three days will have passed. Um, since the trade deadline so all of these will have probably been talked about a million times but we're not adjusting our schedule because i don't know we just decided not to um so let's start with the first trade of the day and we'll just kind of instead of i originally wanted to go through and kind of start with the weaker trades and get to the bigger trades i didn't have time uh... to yeah i didn't Aha! have time to i got off work late leave me alone um so we'll just go numerically. Now, this trade deadline was interesting. I tell me if you disagree, but it felt like a weaker trade deadline. There wasn't a lot happening. Yeah. But no. to be fair there were
0: some really trades
1: though. There, I mean there's some really good roster trades. Absolutely. But to be fair, we had four major trades this season. Because we had Damian Lillard traded to the Bucs, Pascal Siakam to the Pacers, OG Ananobi to the Knicks, um, James Harden. We had some big name trades, but they were earlier in the season. So there were some really good trades today. And I'm not saying there wasn't. It's just and compared to recent years, it was kind of slower given the fact that the big names did get moved. And we talked about that after the Pascal trade, how we thought it might impact the trade deadline. Now, there are, we'll do some spoilers here because I, for one, am surprised that, um, DeJounte Murray is still on the Hawks. The rest of the not moved pieces that were rumored like LeBron, but it would have been fun if LeBron got moved, but it was always a low possibility. Um, Laurie Markkinen started playing well. Andrew Wiggins. Trade rumors like lit something under that man last night. I don't know if you were up late to watch the game. Wiggins defended a three-on-one fast break and succeeded in stopping the op- the op- opponents from scoring. Three-on-one, he looked like a Defensive Player of the Year candidate. Go, go watch that clip later. Not right now, but later. Um, so we'll start with the first trade of the day. It relates to my Pacers. Uh, so Philadelphia receives Buddy Hield, Indiana receives Furkan Korkmaz, Marcus Morris, and three second-round picks. Top of your head grade, go.
0: Okay, so we're gonna. I'm gonna throw some caveats. Okay. So if the Seventy Sixers, if or when the Seventy Sixers re-sign Buddy Hield, I think
1: this is this
0: is a solid B.
1: Yeah, it's, it's absolutely a great trade if they're able to retain them, which I think they will be able to. If the right if case. they don't. <laughs> but if they don't, then I have no idea why the hell they made this. move. <laughs> oh, no, it makes absolutely... If they end up not re-signing Buddy, zero sense. Zero sense. Like, I think... I, I don't remember if it was you or Austin who said it earlier. But if Buddy Heald doesn't resign, the 76ers just donated three second-round draft picks to the Pacers. I said that. Um, (laughs) And what this trade ended up being, spoiler alert for later in the day, was Furkan Korkmaz and two seconds. Because one of the seconds in Marcus Morris got flipped for Doug McDermott from the Spurs. So we'll say that one now. Um so i'll let's let's we'll continue talking about the healed Corkmaz Morris trade, so
2: from a pacer standpoint, I
1: don't like it that much like I get getting assets in the second round picks because that they're additional picks. you can trade them for salary filler if you need to. For count is a nice piece. I knew Marcus Morris wasn't gonna be a lasting piece. Um, Just because he doesn't really fit the team's needs. Philadelphia, in my opinion, gets the obvious best player in the deal.
0: Um, I always like to see that.
1: And (laughs) like you said, like Buddy will help them win some games while Embiid's out. But if they don't re-sign him, it's kind of a wasted trade. I, I,
0: like I said, if they don't resign him, the only, the only even fathomable reason that they decided to make this move is to make it look like they had a chance if Joel Embiid was there, which is quite honestly a stupid reason to, to, to trade three second round picks and the players they traded.
1: I mean, at least they're second round picks. Uh, I guess Philadelphia. I don't know their history of drafting in the second round. The Pacers are okay at drafting depth in the second round. So it is what it is. Uh, next trade was Utah received Kira Lewis, Otto Porter, and a 2024 first round pick. Toronto got Kelly Olenek and Oche Ubaji. Oche. Repeat this trade. Ubaji. Today. Ah, for the love of God. uh <laughs> Utah receives Kara Lewis, Otto Porter, and a 2024 first. Okay. Toronto receives Kelly Olinick and Uche Obaji.
2: Th- Toronto receives? Yeah. <laughs> so,
1: what the hell is Toronto doing? Yeah. The, now that I've looked at this, so to be fair, Otto Porter very injury prone. We are just a couple years removed from him contributing to Golden State, like a significant, um, production to that Golden State Warriors championship team in what was it, twenty twenty two? I think Otto yeah. Porter started a couple games, but he is injury prone. I think he's barely played over the past three years. Uh, Kira Lewis, nice young, um, young nice piece. And a 2024 first. Kelly Olenek is nice.
0: Yeah, he's a good spot up, but what?
1: Yeah. What are we doing? I don't know if Toronto made another trade. Hold on. If they made another trade, I'm okay with it. If, like, it was part of a bigger trade. It was not part of a bigger trade. They did make another trade, though, so we'll talk about that when we, yeah, they didn't make another trade involving that. Um, I didn't, nope, not involving those pieces. The one
0: I, I don't, this is the most confusing trade deadline I think I've been a part of.
1: Yeah, it's been weird. This one confuses me because I still don't know what it is. So, Philadelphia receives question mark, Detroit receives Daniel House in a 2024 second round pick. Um, okay, so, so my guess picked. is. Philadelphia probably... Wait, but
0: they they received a question. Is Philadelphia just, like, donating second round picks?
1: That was probably either futures or cash. It's just, it hasn't been updated, and I don't know why Woj isn't updating things. Now, my personal favorite trade of the night, or the day, Oklahoma City receives Gordon Hayward. Charlotte Hornets I
0: think this re- is a good move on both fronts. Yeah, this, is, this on. is
1: one of those trades where both teams win. Charlotte Hornets received Trey Mann, Davis Bertans, Vasile Michik, and draft compensation.
0: Oh, well, that's even more than... I, yeah, I just, it's
1: er- more than the original, because originally it just said Trey Mann and De- Davis Bertans. Yes. Um, but I, I like that still for both teams. I think that gives Gordon Hayward... You know, he's a walking bucket um if he can stay healthy it gives OKC another weapon obviously losing Trayman and Davis Bertans like that's going to hurt a little bit because both of them do contribute um Trayman is perfect for the Hornets yeah and really so is Davis Berton so i i do think this is a trade that both teams win um honestly it's weird to say because it's, it's Gordon Hayward. But does this move the needle for you for OKC at all?
2: To receive... Go- <laughs> it's definitely needed. I, I think the team is a little bit too young.
0: What the hell are they doing with all those draft picks, dude?
1: I mean, they can move them during the offseason. True, they're probably but... just waiting to see what happens this year before they make any more.
0: I, li- I like the veteran, like, adding a veteran to the Thunder. They definitely need it, especially if they're going to make a playoff run of any kind, and they are definitely playoff bound. And I think the Hornets, this is one of the de- kind of deals that the Hornets figure out a way to get the main pieces like going,
1: yeah. They might have something, huh? You're, you're adding a lot of talent around Lamello.
0: Lamelo, and I think yeah, that's Brandon Miller. Yeah, y-
1: yeah, but Lamello's the playmaker. Yeah, you're opening the floor for him a little bit to kind of do what he does. Um, I don't know. I I love this trade both ways. I it when it first happened i only saw gordon hayward and i was like immediately depending on what goes the other way this kind of does in my eyes make okc easily a favorite for the western conference not for the finals i won't say the finals yet because i do think the nuggets are very very good um I just think that you're adding another element on top of the pieces that are already there without sacrificing anything from that core. So, I think it's a win-win. Um, next one, this one. <laughs> uh, this one. New York Knicks receive Alec Burks and Boyan Bogdanovich. Detroit Pistons receive Quentin Grimes, Malachi Flynn, Evan Fournier, Ryan Arcadia And two future second round picks So Last year at the trade deadline The Pistons were offered A first round pick For Bojan Bogdanovic I think that was On the table as recently As this season Is this a good Example of a team waiting until the deadline and then deals evaporating and taking just whatever's offered because yes 100%. Quentin Grimes, Malachi Flynn and Evan Fournier, like I'm not saying they're bad, they're not great, but a first round pick would be a lot more valuable especially you get a later first from the Knicks. I think they have some pick swaps with some bad teams. Who knows what that could end up being. Um, instead get, you... You know, the right.
0: Pistons kind of have to move pieces for picks, but they should have just accepted the first, quite honestly. I actually don't think that's enough compensation for what Bogdanovich. I can't even say it. I, I'm terrible with the last names, but whatever Bogdanovich's production is, it's
1: not, he, they didn't get enough. So, quite honestly. Do you know how, like, If you get enough speeding tickets or like traffic infractions, whatever, you have to go to a class on basically proving you know how to drive. I don't know about doing that, but you probably do. No, 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 no. Uh So, you you know, that's a thing, though, right? Yes. No. Yeah. So at what point is the NBA going to make Troy Weaver take a general management class? I don't know. It probably needs to be like how long has he been the general manager of the Detroit Pistons? It's
0: long enough to see to make sure that they are shit for
1: the foreseeable future, buddy. Twenty twenty. So he took over in twenty twenty. He has been there.
2: Long enough to have made an impact and it seems like all he's done is make the team worse. Which is impressive.
1: Um. Okay, another good one. So really, I think Dallas probably won the trade deadline. I think if we were to grade all the teams, I think Dallas made the most impactful moves. Um. So the first trade they made tonight was they traded Rashawn Holmes in a 2024 first round pack pick, which is the Thunders 2024 first round pick and Dallas got Daniel Gafford. Now, in a vacuum, this is kind of a lateral move to me. I think Gafford's a better player than Rashawn Holmes. But when you factor in the next trade, which we'll talk about in two trades, I really like this move. So we'll go ahead and move to the next trade, which was Toronto got Spencer Dinwiddie, who they Bought out, so he's actually on the buyout market right now. So, a contending team is about to get Spencer Dinwiddie. Just throwing that out. I don't
3: know.
1: Probably. um, I haven't actually been following to see like if there's any names he's attached to yet. Let me just
2: see if there's any um, names. Possible buyout target? Yeah, no shit.
1: Los Angeles Lakers are the front runners to sign guard Spencer Dinwiddie when he clears waivers. Sources tell ESPN. So yeah, and that makes the most sense for sure. Um, and then Brooklyn received Dennis Schroder and Thaddeus Young. It's bad teams trading with bad teams. I got nothing. I like all these players. I like all three of these players. Spencer Dinwiddie, Dennis Schroeder, Thaddeus Young. I like all of them. Have fun golfing in June. Um. So the next trade. Actually, the Hornets had a nice deadline, too. Yes, they did. So the Hornets receive Grant Williams, Seth Curry, and a first-round draft pick. I don't know who the owner of the original first-round pick is or what year it is because that's not on the list. Um, then Dallas receives PJ Washington in two seconds. So PJ Washington, best plays piece in the trade. Dallas just got a lot better with the addition of Daniel Gafford and PJ Washington. On yes. the flip side. The Hornets Especially got a lot better.
3: Williams.
1: Oh, What's for that? sure. The Hornets got a lot better. I really do like Grant Williams as a defensive player. Um, I I think we had said early on in the season when that trade first happened that sent Grant Williams or free agency. Was it a free agency signing? I don't know. Go listen to the episode. It's old now, but go listen to it. Um, That Grant Williams was a great signing by the Mavericks. I like this a lot more. I think PJ Washington fits in alongside Steph and Kyrie a lot better. Um, Then again, on the flip side, Grant Williams gives the Hornets another defensive player. And it also gives them Seth Curry, who's kind of a good shooter. So again, building those weapons around LaMelo to let LaMelo be the player LaMelo is.
0: No, the Hornets had a very, very sneaky. Like, and this might sound bad, but you can tell Jordan isn't part of operations anymore.
1: I just almost spent my drink out. Um, <laughs> no, for sure, this is. This has been a really good basketball trade deadline for the Hornets. And I think that's something that we as fans don't appreciate as much because we look for those big names. Oh, Kevin Durant got traded. There's some really good trades here. Yeah, If you're just looking at a team fit, personnel fit, not just those big names. Um, Another good trade here. So Brooklyn received cash and three second-round picks. A lot of second-round picks moving today. Uh, and then Phoenix got Royce O'Neal, which I really like O'Neal for the Suns. Phoenix he was a player, a player like Royce yeah. O'Neal. He was a player that I I really did low key kind of want the Pacers to go after. Um, a, a kind of nothing trade. Memphis receives Yuta Watanabe and pick swaps, and Phoenix receives David Roddy. Yeah, sure, whatever. Um, Milwaukee receives Patrick Beverly. Philadelphia receives campaign in a 2027 second round pick. Again. Sure. I mean, Pat Bev fills the role that Drew Holiday filled for the Milwaukee Bucks, but a lot worse. A lot, lot worse. A lot, lot worse. Campaign. They're still in the league. That's about all I can say about that one. Um, You know who I was thinking about today, and now that I thought about it, I haven't thought about him.
2: Hold on. Where the
1: hell is Alfred Payton? Oh, he plays for the Fort Wayne Mad Ants. Good for him. (laughs)
3: Good for...
1: <laughs> They're moving to Indianapolis, actually. I drove past the new sporting complex they were building up in Fishers. And well, there you
0: go. Now you can go. Now you can watch
1: Alfred Payton, <laughs> Alfred Payton
0: live. There oh, you go. Right.
1: Just what I always wanted. They changed the name from the Fort Wayne Mad Ants to the Indiana Mad Ants. Apparently, I hate that. Mad that Ants. Awful. Fort Wayne Mad Ants. Sounds pretty okay. Indiana Mad Ants. Sounds like a a minor league baseball team. It's a minor league basketball team. Well, G League, but... You get the... Or D League. Is it G League? D League. G League.
2: Because it was
1: D League. (laughs) I, I don't know. Why not just call it the D League? It makes more sense. Developmental league. Is it G isn't it G League because Gatorade? Gatorade! My- yep. Gatorade. I can hell. I hate that. I hate it even more now. The Fort or the Indiana Mad Ants of the Gatorade League. That's stupid. Um <laughs> This is my favorite thing of the night. Cause I'm reading off of someone else's list. So Marcus Morris and a second round pick go to go San Antonio Spurs. Indiana receives, and this man wrote, Dougie McBuckets. So Dougie. Doug McDermott, the, that's his nickname, and I love it so freaking much. Now, if I'm not mistaken,
0: Doug McDermott was on the Pacers before, and if he yes, has, yes, he it, looks it's... like, so that, that's mm-hmm. what I thought.
1: Yeah, yeah, he was um, actually kind of a focal point for a while there. Yeah. Um, During the bubble seasons. Um, I really like it. It, it, it McDermott kind of fills the void that Buddy Heald is leaving. Without the same sense of gravity that Buddy Heald needs. So instead of having Buddy Heald start or come off the bench in a mainline minute getting roll. And shooting three threes a game. Now you're going to have. Doug McDermott come off the bench and in 15 minutes hit three threes in a game and not have to be a key piece so that the players like Benedict Mather and Ben Shepard can get more playing time to develop. Um, obviously, that Pacers fan, I love Buddy Hield. I think he's a great player. I th- think that he's going to do well no matter where he goes. But with the youth movement in Indiana, I like McDermott a little bit more just because of the play time it opens up. And also Marcus Morris. The The Marcus Mer- Morris era in Indiana was over in like two hours, and I'm so happy about that.
0: Yeah, you guys um, got a lot of veteran like debt pieces to really help her run.
2: Milwaukee receives cash consideration.
1: Interestingly, Milwaukee trades Brooke Lopez's brother Robin Lopez to Sacramento it, oh. it was kind of a meme for a while that they were acquiring all the like sibling pairs in the NBA because I think they had two of the holidays two of the Lopez's three of the Anza Cumpos. I think they realized that maybe building a team based on nepotism isn't a great idea maybe.
2: Stop it. I mean,
0: they were your favorite team last year, so you know, maybe they're not first in roster construction, but they're first in Ren's heart.
3: Yeah,
1: not anymore. Uh, Boston receives Jaden Springer. Philadelphia receives second-round pick. So Philadelphia was pretty active tonight. They got a lot of second-round picks. They had to. They gave up three of them. Um, Portland receives Delano Banton. And Boston receives a heavily protected second round pick. I feel like if I was doing heavily protected, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I feel like if I was a NBA player and I was traded for a second round pick, I would demand it at least be a heavily protected second round pick, like like thirty one through thirty four (laughs) protected. Like, let's go. Um. Then the last trade of the day. The last trade of the day. It started with the Pacers. It ended with the Pacers. Well, Golden State Warriors receive a second round pick. Indiana receives cash and Corey Joseph, who was immediately waived. Okay. So there you have it. It it was not an exciting trade deadline.
0: No. Not a was... lot
1: of really good trades, just
2: it wasn't exciting.
0: That's fair. I think winners are obviously Dallas, Charlotte. I guess you could put Indiana
1: in there. I, I wouldn't put Indiana in there. <laughs> well, even as a homer, I would not put. They're Indiana the only in ones there. left. I would say OKC. OKC. Okay, oh yeah, that's true. They got Gordon. I, I would right. say OKC. I think OKC is up there. I think the obvious winner is Dallas, and then second would be Charlotte, and then OKC just on the basis that realistically. Did they get the best piece of the day? No, it's it, it's between P.J. Washington and I. I'd Hayward. say, I'd say they did. It's between P.J. Washington and Gordon Hayward. Yeah. Either way, Charlotte traded the two best pieces of the day. Um. So, what are you looking forward to for the rest of the season?
0: Seeing if the Cavs can maintain being a top three seed. Um. Watching the Pacers, despite having what what what's probably the best talented, the most talented roster they've had probably in a decade, continue to be a play-in team or a you know mid team, and honestly, seeing how the West shakes out, like if you'd have told me the Thunder and the Timberwolves would be fighting for the one seed, I told you you're crazy
1: um did you see who uh was gonna be in the dunk contest no Who give it to me oh god are you sure yep are you sure yep are you okay so i'm just gonna preface this with the dunk contest is dead and i think the league needs to consider going forward with like so 2K does this thing, right? And I don't know how much my career you've played. But they basically imply that the fans are voting for who's competing in the three-point contest and who's competing in the dunk contest. I don't hate that idea. You know why? Because the dunk contest this year is Mac McClung. You know, that's cool. Ooh, he won. He's the winner. He won. He, won. He's, he- he's gonna do the Osceola Magic Proud from the G League. Um Jacob Toppin,
2: not Obi Toppin. Jacob Toppin.
0: Is he Obi Toppin's brother?
2: We have Obi Toppin at home. It's Jacob Toppin. Jamie Jacques Jr. I want We're you to go watch some Heat Miami. games. I want you
1: to go watch some Heat games. Watch him dunk. Right. Jalen Brown. So finally a star player. Finally oh, a freaking star player.
2: Yeah,
3: Jalen
1: Brown. Are you at all like disappointed? Because I was disappointed. Like, Mac McClung, I'm all for. Bring it on. Single handedly saved the dunk contest last year. Can he do it again?
0: No. I guess I just don't expect that much from the dunk contest anymore.
1: Such a LeBron apologist trying to say that that's why.
2: Uh,
1: Three point contest. We didn't talk about that. Nope. Uh, Three point contest. Hold on. Is Matt McClung in that? No. Matt McClung can't shoot. (laughs) Okay.
0: Okay.
1: Sorry, three point contest. So it will be Malik Beasley, Jalen Brunson, Tyrese Halliburton, Damian Lillard, Laurie Markinen, Donovan Mitchell, Carl Anthony Towns, and Trey Young. So a lot of really, really, really good shooters. I feel if like if previous... Young
0: wins, I might actually skip the next
1: episode. It's just... <laughs> He'll be in an alcoholic coma. Um, yeah. Just... Honestly, low key, Malik Beasley is severely underrated as a three-point shooter.
0: Yeah, I agree with that. I, I think I... That, that this is a homer pick, but I, I'm I'm rooting for
1: Donovan Mitchell. Oh, obviously. I mean, I'm rooting for Tyrese, but I do think Malik Beasley is a very good pick here. I think that it's nice to see someone that's not already a or not a star player get put in these contests because a lot of the times the role players are better at these things. Um and then the
2: skills challenge. Cuz
1: everyone cares about the skills challenge, right? The skills skills challenge. So the there's three teams. There's the Indiana team, which is Tyrese Halliburton, Miles Turner, Benedict Matherin. Boo. The top picks team, which is Anthony Edwards, Paulo Banchero, and Victor Wimbanyama. Oh, that was, that's going to win. And then there's, uh, hold on, wait, let me pull up the
2: Stars. Where's the Stars? Where's the stars? There's a third team. And it's... Why is every article just about the... Just about the what? The... Top picks one, which is Wemby, Ant, and Apollo. Because that's the one that's going to win, right? I don't... Yes. So...
1: Skills challenge. So then it's Tyrese Maxey, Trey Young, Scotty Barnes for the All Stars team.
2: You're not so sure now, are you?
0: I'm trying to. Tyrese Maxey, Trey Young, and Scotty Barnes for the quote stars. All stars. All star. Oh, 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 they put all stars in front. No, they're getting. Oh, keep they're in getting mind,
1: slapped. keep in mind the skill competition is handling, passing, as well as shooting. Uh, mm-hmm. This is the only team that doesn't have a big on it. Yep. They have a kind of advantage when it comes to like agility and handles.
0: Yeah, but they have a disadvantage when it comes to Trey Young. Oh, uh, God.
2: What else you want to talk about?
1: Oh, oh uh, the okay. Pistons waved Killian Hayes. Oh,
2: that's man. Do
1: you, do you think he'll get picked up? He's 22 years old. Former seventh overall pick. Couldn't even play on the worst team in NBA history. Do you think a team takes a flyer? I mean, I'm sure he's at least worth a shot.
0: I guess, I guess he's, he's not one on the Lakers. Your-
1: I could see him on a two-way contract. I just, again, you're literally, a, you can't cut it on the worst team in basketball history. It's not a great sign for his future. Uh, the Maps have signed Seth Curry three times and traded him away three times. Oof. Uh, Miles Bridges yeah. was supposed to be traded today, but he decided he wouldn't approve any trade and will remain with the Hornets for the rest of the season. Uh, Wait, what? Yeah. Uh, so he, he signed a qualifying offer, which means he has the power to veto a trade. I see. Yeah. Um, we just typically don't hear about that, but it's probably because the PR nightmare of moving states when you're, you know, facing criminal charges. Um, it's the third straight year the Chicago Bulls haven't made a trade at the deadline and i think we are all kind of shocked by that just because it felt like it was only a matter of time until one of the three if not all three of their big three were gone they're uh they're running it back apparently um pistons are waving joe harris so there's another shooter on the market grizzlies wave victor ladipo there's a all right backup guard
2: um uh, I'm just trying to get through the waiver wire real quick. Okay. Do, 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 do. Uh Hornets are waving 2021 lottery pick James mm-hmm. Boonight.
1: Ogion and Obi will miss three weeks at a minimum. Um, he had to have surgery to remove a loose bone fragment from his elbow. The NBA in-season tournament
2: is being renamed to the NBA Cup. That's
0: just a stupid name. I, I already gave you. Like the LeBron Invitational is also a stupid name, but it would have been just as good, if not better. Like the NBA Cup. This is not, fucking golf. Now we're gonna have invitationals it, it, and what, cups, it's, and it's, it's, oh, this it, this one's the U.S. Open over here. This only has U.S. players. This is the international open. It only has international players. We're gonna we're gonna do this now. NBA um, Cup. The well, it's modeled after.
1: FIBA rules So It'd like a- Yeah it, it's The Mavericks will be among teams Pursuing Spencer Dinwiddie in the buyout market Don't know about the fit But sure
2: uh, Detroit Wave Daniel House He's another one So the cost
1: of OKC's draft night trade to move up from 12 to 10 to draft Case and Wallace was to take on Davis Burton's contract without giving up any draft picks. The Thunder just flipped that contract to trade for Gordon Hayward without giving up any draft picks. So essentially they got Kaysen Wallace and Gordon Hayward for free. Pretty good. OKC is just like run. Different. They've been really run very well for a very long time. So the, these are the six teams that didn't make a trade of any kind between opening night and the 2024 deadline. Los Angeles Lakers, who we thought were making a deal. The Chicago Bulls, who we thought were making a deal. The Atlanta Hawks, who we thought were making a deal. And then the uh-huh. Nuggets Magic. Nuggets and Magic didn't need to make a trade. You can argue the Lakers didn't need to make a trade. Bulls and Hawks needed to make a trade.
0: Yeah, no, 100%. I quite honestly don't. Like, like, quite honestly, the Bulls and the Hawks
1: just must enjoy mediocrity. I mean, at this point. But, like, to be fair to the Bulls, like, they had enough success that they can
2: just coast for a little bit. (laughs) Um PJ Tucker
1: will not request a buyout and will remain with the team the duration of the season after trade attempts fell short because PJ Tucker was asking for a trade. Uh, um, that's all I got. I can't there's nothing else on the outpacers oh, are waving for con Corkmos. See, I I thought he would have been a nice oh nice that piece Yeah, he'd be a, he'd be a very nice depth piece. So There's a lot of um interesting pieces. Oh, the pick for PJ Washington. Uh Charlotte receives 2027 first round pick from Dallas. It's top 2 protected.
2: Um what else you want to talk about? If anything else to talk about? Been a slow week in the NBA world besides the deadline. So. Like.
0: If you were a Chicago Bulls fan right now.
2: Mm-hmm. Absolutely.
0: Would you like just consider defecting at this point?
2: Like, end the misery? I don't know. I definitely am... probably...
1: I'm not defective. Like, I... It would take a lot as a fan of sports for me to no longer root for the teams I root for.
2: Um...
1: That said, I might be outside of the United Center tomorrow with a little sign
3: <laughs> telling them how I feel. <laughs>
1: Maybe start that showing up good. at some games wearing a bag on my head. like Be really comical and cartoonish about it, because, like I said, everyone in the NBA news sphere Felt the Chicago Bulls, were going to make a trade of one, if not two, if not three of their big three. And instead, they didn't make a single move.
0: Do you think this is like a case of like the Bulls didn't get what they wanted, so they just kind of threw a tantrum and, and hung up the phone? It.
3: Yeah. yeah.
0: And now they're going to go into another offseason with the same roster that, you know, Maybe year one or two, it was cool. We didn't know if it was going to work, but we're really sure it's not going to work now. And
1: I mean, I don't, I don't know. Do you think with the loss of Embiid, the 76ers fall not far enough to get the Bulls into that eight seed? No. Because outside, because the Bulls are nine, and behind them are a combination of the Detroit Pistons, the Washington Wizards, the Charlotte Hornets, and those teams are too far back. Then you've got the Raptors, the Nets, and the Hawks, who are, the Raptors are like eight games away, but it's not undoable. No. They're tanking at this point. So, the Nets and the Hawks, do you think the Nets and the Hawks are better than the Bulls? Yes. Really.
0: Yes. Maybe not the Hawks, but the Nets, yes.
1: That's surprising. So you think the Bulls are a lock for the play-in, but you you don't think they'll make it just straight out? No.
2: <laughs> Time will tell. No.
1: I think that the 76ers are going to experience a lot of growing pains without Joel. So, I don't know. Cavs, we'll are crazy, Cavs are getting great,
0: though. Your caps are. Yeah, they, I was actually, I was actually about to say that the Cavs and the Knicks are currently two of the hottest teams in the East right now. They're both nine and one. Their last and ten, and last 10. And, yeah,
1: yeah, the Cavs especially—they're on a seven-game winning streak. Yeah, it's been nice. Suffering from success, they are twenty-one and ten against the conference too. That is. Tied with the Knicks for the best or no the Celtics are twenty-six and six. Besides the Celtics, who are the anomaly here at thirty-nine and twelve. Um
2: no, arguably the second best team in the East right now.
1: Western Conference, the Thunder have taken over the first seed. I mean, it's a three way tie, but they have the tiebreaker, so I don't know. The West is going to be interesting cuz there's really 11, 12 teams that could make it and that's exciting. Um not to the finals, but to the playoffs. It's weird to me how close we are to the end of the regular season.
0: Yeah, we're over halfway done.
1: We're well over halfway
2: done. <laughs> oh yeah, we're Oh no. We're like forty, fifty games in, and it's an eighty-two game season.
1: At the the Thunder are fifty-one games into an eighty-two game season.
2: Yeah, they still got a quarter of I guess. I don't know. You got anything else?
0: I do not.
1: Well, hey guys. If you like what we do here, do all those things we ask you to do every episode. Like, comment, subscribe, follow, whatever the platform you're listening on lets you do. Uh, leave us a review. Those do help a lot, and we do enjoy them. Um, follow us on socials at no reserves. If you haven't yet, I told you at the beginning of this episode, Angelo and Alex on Thursday released an episode with a guest. Go check it out. Um, his name is I Forensic. Is yes. a you got it right this time. Good job, buddy. That's what I said at the start of the episode. No, you didn't. Well, he's a he's a streamer. He uh, they explain what he does because I'm sure you explained it there. But for our listeners here who have not gone over there yet, sell them on going to listen to this. What what does I forensic do?
0: Well, he is a streamer with about twenty thousand subscribers. He mostly talks about. Um, soccer and like soccer lines and parlays and stuff like that. But he seems to have a really good community. Alex is actually a part of his community. I I, This is actually how he like because I didn't ask for him to be on the show. He asked to be on the show from Alex. This is how he got on the show. Him and Alex is a watcher of his and apparently he has a really good community and he asked to be on the show and I obliged. But well, if we had a lot of really good conversations, he's a Bears fan. He likes talking about football and he actually says he wants to come back. So we'll see. We'll have to get him back. It was a pretty good episode. You should have watched it, Ren.
1: I will. I throw shade at you. I'm going to throw all the shade at you. At least I understand how our metrics track. Um, No, you don't. Yes, I do. Uh, but no, if you go listen to that episode and you like it, let us know because we will get him back on the football pod pretty quick. I don't know. I doubt he likes basketball, given the, like, over No, in you know, fact,
0: in the le- intro, it was uh, basketball hater.
1: He's, oh, that's
0: fair. He specifically suggested that, so.
1: That's strange. Um, even sports I don't like, I don't
2: hate. What was the intro? Hold on.
0: What, uh, hold on I'll get to exactly what it said because I made a comment about it in the intro, and I threw a lot of shade at him in the intro after I read that. Not going to lie. He laughed at it, though, so it's all good. That's good. But if you
1: guys like it, let us know so that Angelo and Alex can get him back on that. um, Perhaps as a little...
0: Oh, yeah, NBA hater. That is exactly, exactly what well, so maybe he just anyway.
1: hates the NBA. He might like basketball. He could just hate the NBA. That's fair. That's
2: fair. I don't know.
1: I do not know. Yeah. But don't
0: worry, Ryan. I'm going to get him for you. I'm okay. going to make sure. Huh? You, you do that. I'm um, going to make sure he knows. He knows that you you are a fan of basketball and playoff I, runs that ended end of
2: the second round. Why don't you say yeah. a Sixers fan?
0: What? Why aren't you a 76ers fan if you're such a fan of playoff runs that end in the second round? Who am I a fan of in hockey, Angelo? The Penguins. The Penguins are from
2: where? Pittsburgh. What state is Pittsburgh in?
0: Pennsylvania.
2: What else is in Pennsylvania?
0: Philadelphia.
1: Who is their hockey team? The Flyers. That's why I'm not a 76ers fan. Wow. The only good thing to come out of Philadelphia is Gritty. <laughs>
3: <The> gritty?
1: <laughs> no, Gritty is fantastic. He, he hands down my favorite mascot in all sports. I hate the Flyers with a flaming passion. But I respect the hell out of Gritty.
0: Um... You're like that episode of Rick and Morty. Right? You're like, I hate all of you, but you, you, and it's gritty. You, gritty. You, gritty. You're, you keep it real. You know, you dance. You dance real well, you know. I appreciate you as you're, as you're drunk on the floor. I'm, I just like usually. Huh?
1: Uh, what? I said I like the uh, memes. Uh-huh. Um, But yeah. So, who knows? Maybe we'll have a Tuesday episode this week. Turn on the notifications. You'll find out. Um, besides that, Angelo will see you on Thursday if you don't hear from us on Tuesday. And then you will hear back from me, Angelo and Austin on Sunday, unless something happens, because I'm sure it will, because it's asterisk. I did find out what his uh, plan to be more active was, though. So say that he was going to be more active and then not show up. (laughs) No, it, it's actually a good plan. It's just he hasn't had time to put it into. I'll tell you about it off the air. <laughs> uh,
0: okay. Okay. Okay.
1: Hey, guys. Thanks for joining us. We will see you next time. Love Quote, you. Quote
0: unquote plans.
2: See ya. <laughs>